What's up everyone? Today's episode is going to go a little into the weeds with SEO, but we mostly keep it high level um, to just stress the importance, some main aspects of it. I think this is something everybody needs to be paying attention to, especially in um, in a COVID world and, and through, through this pandemic, looking into winter. Um, it's an area a lot of you can get ahead thinking about um, blogging, writing, content, a good website. So don't take it lightly. Um, Doug's great. He's been a fantastic partner to Spectora. Um, lots of our folks are going over there and using them um, for SEO after we build a website. So it's an option. Um, but again, if nothing else, it educates you on kind of what you need to be thinking about down the road. Right now might not be the right time. Not saying you should feel bad if you're not doing this stuff. But I just want everyone to be educated about what actually matters and moves the needle um, so you can make good decisions going forward for your business. So hope you enjoy it. Thanks. I'm rolling. So Doug, thank you so much for taking time to join for the podcast. We're rolling video. Um, I want you to introduce yourself because I don't want to do you any injustice here of, of who you are and why we're talking, why we know each other. Yeah, I appreciate that. And thank you very much for having me. Uh, folks, my name is Doug Schatz. I'm the Vice President of Partnerships at Market Hardware. We are a website web marketing firm that's been working with inspectors for going on 17 years now. So um, we got hooked up with Kevin and his team um, because we saw a mutual opportunity to help out Spectora clients when it comes to improving their web presence making sure that you know potential customers are finding them online and different ways for them to create relationships with agents to lead to many future inspections. Yep, and I love the story how we uh, how I got connected with Market Hardware. It's really goes back to the origin story of Spectora. So for those that that know our story, Mike and I started 5 years ago. We had a mentor that ran a site for dentists. He did software and websites and SEO for dentists and he goes, "Oh yeah, you should go, uh, you should call market hardware. Maybe you guys can have some like synergies there. You know, the, the, the owner and his team are great. I emailed uh, Brian, didn't hear anything back for like six months. And then I emailed him again and then we finally connected and it ended up being such a great partnership because uh, you guys are the experts in what you do with managing digital marketing plans, paid advertising, geofencing, all this great stuff. And, uh, and that was a business I didn't want to be in because we were too fractured as a software company and, you know, and we didn't do it as well as we, we could have, or as well as you guys do. So amazing partnership, something, um, you know, we, we let all of our inspectors know about. So that's the relationship. So, um, enough on that, but I kind of want to get your high level view to start for everyone listening and watching of where, where you see the digital landscape kind of right now. I think obviously this year has changed a lot and pulled forward, I think by no surprise pulled forward a lot of digital efforts. But again, home inspectors are sometimes behind the curve and behind the industry in terms of adapting. Where do you see things kind of today? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, while there's a lot of things that have changed, a number of things have kind of remained the same, right? So it's really about, um, you know, when, when we talk to different inspectors, different Spectora clients, the biggest thing that we want to do is understand the ways that you want to grow your business and then tailor recommendations for how you can effectively do that. For those that want to, you know, grow rapidly, programs like Google Ads are a really strong and fast way to do that because you're really pulling in leads um, in a short and medium term perspective. Those who are looking for more measured growth over time may be a better fit for programs like SEO, where you're working to earn better placement 
um, overtime. But, you know, the number one thing that we've seen is it's more competitive than ever. I mean, that's the biggest thing I try to remind folks. No matter how good you are at what you do, you want to make sure that you are keeping in mind that you're out there fighting with lots of other folks. And, um, you know, it, it's 2020. Uh, where we've had um, a, a strange year would be the understatement of the century uh, <laughs> as people have been dealing with um, the challenges around COVID and, and at the same time, a, a really um, hot housing market and a bigger demand than ever before for inspectors and their services. And so um, I think as we head into next year and going forward, making sure that you've got a strong digital strategy in place is more important than ever. Oh, so important. And for those that don't have the broader picture, yeah, housing's on fire. There's so much volume and demand and more people are searching for home inspectors online than ever. So like we're literally at peaks or really busting through ceilings. So if that isn't said enough, and if you're listening, it, it, it can't be, uh, you know, it can't be a stronger call to action to say this winter, you have to make sure your digital strategy is there because you're leaving money on the table. Um, no, I love that. So you talk to inspectors, um, you know, obviously you talk to, to, to inspectors every week, your team does, what are some common, um, you know, and for one, I actually want to back up for those that are listening, SEO being, Hey, when someone Googles home inspector, Atlanta, home inspector, Wichita, where do you show up in those search results? And that's based on Google's algorithm. So I just want to get the basics out of the way to say, this is what, these are the set of things you do to show up when someone searches for your business. And it's not magic. It's not a scam. It's, it's literally based on hard work and quality of your website and content. So let's get that out of the way. Um, what are some common misperceptions or questions um, that inspectors have when they get to market hardware, when they get to you guys, what are some common things? It's a great question. I think a lot of times the people that we speak with are coming in from a situation where they may have done a little bit of research online or um, they had gotten burned by somebody before. I mean, I say this to a lot of folks I talk to. Most of the companies that are out there claiming to provide digital marketing services are quite often scam artists who yep. are making promises and guarantees they can't keep. Yep. Um, search engine optimization, SEO in particular, is something that takes time to achieve results. But the great thing about it is when you get that page one exposure for the top services you provide in the top towns and cities you provide those services, all the traffic you drive is free. So it has tremendous evergreen opportunities for you when you are able to invest in it um, and really work with a team that's going to help you. So it, it's an expectation setting thing. And I think a lot of times, um, the other thing I'll hear is, is a lot of folks try to do this on their own, which is great to try to give it a shot. But um, oftentimes, you know, it, it's the last thing on their plate. I mean, if you've got to get out there and do five inspections in a day, you're not going to get home and want to do content work on your website, right? So um, many of the folks that we chat with come in with some preconceived notions and sometimes we want to um, give them a little bit more realistic expectations about um, how much time it takes to do this and how long it can take. Um, not always long, but, but usually a couple of months before you're looking at results. Yeah. And most inspectors hate writing. They don't want to write. They try to go at it. I tell people you, you get what you pay for. If you're putting in a half-ass effort in the evenings or weekends, or you're outsourcing it, or you're trying to automate it, it's not going to work. I'm just going to flat out, you know, give you some tough love here and say, guys, this, 
this is my background as well. So it's like, I've seen companies go from zero to hero. They rank first in their area. They get five to 10 free inspections a month. That's real money. And so to me, when people bulk at two, three, four or 500 a month, I'm like, the payback on this is going to be like five X to 10 X. Like, and, uh, it's a no brainer to me. And I think it's understanding what goes into it though. I think it's traditionally been a black box, right? Was a thing you could hack and scam years ago to rank high. Now it's a little different, right? It's based on certain factors. Like what are some of those factors? Yeah. I think one thing I try to remind people is um, folks, if it were easy to get on page one of Google, everybody would be there, right? That's just not the world that we live in. And so uh, an important rule of thumb is, SEO and the practices that go into it is really about impressing Google and, and more so than the potential customer. So when you're able to impress Google, then you're able to uh, really start to see yourself rise in the rankings. The things that go into that, we try to bucket it into two categories. One is what's called on-site optimization. So on-site really refers to the strength of your content, uh, and that can be the content on the site, that can be blog writing, and also the code that goes behind the site. And that's where Kevin and the team at Spectora do such a great job really baking in a lot of those great elements off of which to have a foundation to be successful. Um, the, the off-site factors is the second piece of that. Let's off-site- pause there for let's pause there for a sec. I think that building the site, another thing people do on their own, they go to GoDaddy's website builder and they they're, they're hindered by that because there's not those optimizations, the title tags, the alt tags, little keyword placements that add up to a big deal. So I want people to know that when you, when you penny pinch on the website, there is an impact to it. And so I would say that whether you or we did websites, I'd tell people like, go find a professional, please put money into this. Um, because inspectors will spend thousands on brochures, but then try to spend 300 on their website. And that's completely insane in this day and age. So, sorry, just had to jump no, in. No, I think that's actually a great point. And what I would add to that is um, a lot of people ask me what the ROI is on a website. Okay, I get it. Every investment you have, you're focused on ROI. Um, there's no perfect metric out there for ROI on a website, folks. But um, what I would tell you is a properly structured site should last you a good four to six years. You'll make some tweaks and adjustments over time. But think about um, the impact of having a well-built website, investing in that and having it last that amount of time for you as opposed to spending a couple hundred bucks. It lasts you six months. You're back to square one. Um, You're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. And I'd say the real risk of not having a good site is uh, number one, all the marketing, all the traffic you drive to that site uh, you're not going to convert it as, at as high a rate as you possibly could with a more professional looking site. And the thing is, those do-it-yourself sites, you can't quantify the number of missed opportunities you have by not having a more professional site out there. Yeah, we've all bought the cheap thing on Amazon and then three months later bought the thing we should have bought the first time and then you end up spending <laughs> more money and you're like, oh shit, I should have just bought the first thing that was exactly. worth money. So, exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, number two, the second bucket. Yeah, so offsite optimization. Offsite optimization is uh, the act of trying to uh, drive quality inbound links. So, an inbound link is anywhere on the web that your website address is listed, where if somebody were to click on it, it would bring them over to your site. So, Google looks at that as sort of like a virtual handshake, 
like, hey, we trust this business and therefore let's give them a little bit of a boost with their rankings. And so smart SEO strategies combine the offsite and then strong inbound links. Now I wanna be clear, it's not just the quantity of links. Okay, there's lots of things on the internet you don't wanna be connected to folks, but uh, when you have good links coming from strong sources, Google sees that as a, a factor of authority, something that makes you more relevant than your competitors. And that's what we're gonna keep coming back to. Being more relevant than your competitors in the eyes of Google means that Google is producing better results for people who are out there searching for your services. Okay, so does a so say a home inspector's neighbor is a is a veterinarian would a link from that site carry as much weight from say a link from something in the home inspection industry? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you really want to try to keep your links to uh, industry specific uh, links. Now, I'd give a, a an example that might fall sort of in the middle of that is if you work with other um, perhaps you have relationships with local contractors. Uh -huh. So. If you refer business back and forth with Doug's Plumbing Company, for mm -hmm. example, um, well, it would be good for Doug's Plumbing Company to have a little page or a little link on their site that says, we work with Kevin's Inspection Company, and uh, then have okay. Kevin's Inspection Company link back to Doug's Plumbing Company. So we don't want to go into the uh, irrelevant industries, but when you have those strong links from uh, home service related industries and you keep them local, that can be that's where you create the separation from your competition that the average inspector or inspection business is not doing. That is, that's huge. Yeah. And the, good job explaining that. Cause yeah, I think it's worth letting people know that the quality of the links, and these are people in your network that you already work with. If you're an experienced inspector, um, or if you're new, you start working with certain agents. Um, what goes into someone wanting to link to another site? Cause I think you could ask someone for a link and then they do it or don't do it. But then, What's the other big hook for someone to link to Kevin's inspection site or, you know, a page on my site? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, first of all, um, the hook should be explaining, helping to explain the value to both parties. And when you're able to do that, look, folks, I'll tell you right away. Um, when I ask my clients who they work with locally, it's easy to add a link to their site, to that business. It can be challenging to get that business to link back to you. But the hook should be the mutual benefit. The fact that everybody is gonna win from it. There's also just some nice built-in credibility that it lends you with um, other folks that are looking at your site. So the digital piece is important, but I try to remind everybody, connecting with people in your community and connecting with people in your industry means that everybody's winning. And that's the kind of stuff that Google wants to see. Love it. Yeah, local association. Um, and if you have great content, if you have good blog posts, I think that can also help add credibility and be a great reason for, you know, contractors to want to link to you. So, um, so content and links, boom, really important factors, right? Um, okay. So that's, this is good. Let's shift gears here and focus on the solo, the, the new to one to two year inspector. Um, you know, big majority of the industry, lots of guys trying to make it, um, Let's talk, let's go through like a quick playbook for like, hey, how do you get started on the right foot? What are smart things you can do to set yourself up for success? I think the number one thing everybody in that position has to do is be realistic. And what I mean by that is, you know, come in with some kind of budget in mind that you can sustain for a period of time. Um, there are lead sources like Home Advisor and Angie's List, but I think, you know, Kevin and I would agree. 
Um, those are fine stop gaps, but those don't have long-term value for your business. So for those that are just getting started out, whether you're a couple months in, a year or two, um, we really recommend uh, so, you know, kind of two solutions for that potentially. Um, SEO is something everybody should consider regardless of where they are in their, their business experience, but it will take a little bit more time. Something that I recommend to those that are a little bit newer is you want to create those agent relationships. You need to build those relationships in order to lead to a one-to-many impact on the number of inspections you do. So a great way to do that, um, you know, in the times that we live in now, and we will get on the other side of it, but I think we'll be seeing the impacts of, of COVID changing businesses for a long time, is the ability to deliver digital business cards. And that can be done through program, a program called geofencing which essentially is digital banners that are delivered to anybody who enters a specific address. So think about that for a second. If you were able to uh, deliver digital business cards to somebody who, uh, to an agent's office, and maybe there's one agent there, maybe there's 10 or 20, you're really getting a reach that would take so much more effort for you to do offline than it would be online. And then you're creating relationships that really lead to exponential growth. And, and that's how you take your uh, one to two year operation and really ramp up your ability to grow. I love this concept too, because I, I'm a big believer that one, the, the, the old guard of, of real estate agents and the rainmakers, they always went into the office. They still do. Um, they'll go back if they had a period of time of being out of the office. So think of this as clusters of, of rainmaking agents and you can get your business card in front of them for pennies, right? I mean, this yep. is kind of what we're talking about here is like getting a fancy looking banner of Joe's home inspection services in front of these people. And uh, gosh, impressions alone, you just think of branding and impressions. That's got to work at some point. And you guys have seen good results from it. Yeah, we've seen great results from it. And what's nice about it is like Kevin's talking about, you're not paying for clicks as you do with Google ads. So just a reminder, this doesn't mean Google ads is wrong, folks. It just mm -hmm. means you pay for clicks when you run it. It can be very successful. With digital banners, geofencing, you're paying for impressions and it costs one penny, give or take, for each impression. So that means a couple hundred dollars and that's tens of thousands of ad impressions. It gives you that ability to stay in front of uh, agents or even potential home buyers uh, as they go through the process of looking for somebody in your shoes. That's really interesting too, because when you think about, I tell new inspectors, hey, focus on your local neighborhood in terms of, um, you know, connections, local associations, and then get your Google My Business set up, maybe get a review or two because proximity matters when someone's searching for a home inspector and you have a higher chance of connecting with people within your 20 mile radius. And so the geofencing lends itself to that. Whereas like, what if someone's surfing the internet or was on Zillow or wherever and they see your banner, and then they need a home inspector the next week, it's just kind of a layup. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing about it is it, it takes almost no time at all to turn on. When you're able to ramp this up, you're not waiting for something to have an impact. You can get a campaign like this up and running within a week. Now, you got to have a great ad copy to make it work. We've all seen those um, unprofessional banners online that uh, nobody ever clicks on. you got to have a good ad copy, and you got to lead people to a site that's going to convert them. And that's where the Spectora sites do such a great job of converting not just potential home buyers, but agents themselves into really strong long-term relationships. Yeah, it's got to be a clean site and landing page that they land on. 
Um, the message has to be clear and concise and you guys help with all that, right? You guys help craft the, the copy and, and the absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We make sure that we, um, it's great to drive all the traffic in the world, but if they don't turn into relationships or inspections, then it's just wasted money. And there's lots of ways you can waste money on the web. Believe me, folks, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about it over the years. So um, conversions are the key and a conversion is a direct call or email or scheduled inspection um, that you're able to book. Yeah. I actually dissuade a lot of new inspectors from, from even trying Google ads. Cause I think, Every week I hear a story of someone trying it. They, they don't, and most inspectors to your credit or to, you know, like in fairness, it's hard to spend a thousand dollars a month on ads. That's usually what it takes to actually see some volume benefits. Most inspectors try 300, 250. They run it out. They don't know the keywords they're targeting. So I would caution everybody. If you're thinking of this, if you're new within your first couple of years, make sure you're really going with a professional company or, you have, you have the bazookas loaded to throw some money at it because Google's a multi-billion dollar, you know, <laughs> a quarter company. They make billions yeah. every quarter because of that. So caution there. Yeah, I think that um, really the one-two punch for those that are a little bit earlier in their operation is setting aside a budget where you can focus on SEO in the medium term, grow your placement and your relevance online, and then start to generate that free traffic and those free leads and use geofencing as a tactic to create those agent relationships in the short to medium term um, while you're waiting for some of that SEO to kick in. Let me be clear, with SEO, you can get wins within months, um, but it's a program that you're going to want to continue to do over time because even if you get onto page one, every inspector you just leapfrog is going to be fighting for that placement to get it back. So that's a one-two punch that we've seen be really successful for those that are a little bit earlier in their operation. Yeah. And tell me if you agree with this. I tell new inspectors, Hey, when you're new, you have more time than money. Um, and we're not saying to not ever try writing or to never put something on your site. I think early on, you can do yourself some favors if you answer some of those commonly asked questions, which you know you could find online easily of like, how long does a home inspection take? What's the average home inspection cost? Answer these basic questions on your site to give yourself some little foundation. So then once you do make those relationships and start doing five, 10, 15 inspections a month, you can say, cool, I wanna pay a professional to do this to keep it rolling. Is that, does that seem like a good game plan for the new guy? Cause I know it's tough for them to probably justify paying, you know, three, 400 a month out the gate. Yeah, it's challenging for anybody to justify that cost when you're trying to, you know, just pull inspections in where you can. So lots of folks I've spoken to, including Spectora clients, um, we also give people tips on how they can do this stuff on their own. Like you said, until they're really ready um, and they're busier and they can't do it anymore to work with somebody who can step in and really handle that on a monthly basis for them so that they're continuing to grow their week, you know, daily, weekly, monthly inspections. Um, we can give you the tips to lay the groundwork and then you can bring somebody like us back in to take the next step. Got it. No, I like it. So new inspectors, make sure you have a solid website. Don't let that lose you business. Work on those agent relationships, get out and network, get those first couple inspections, get a couple Google reviews to start. I get, give yourself some momentum there and maybe take a hack at getting some content written on your site. Um, reach out to Doug or myself if you need ideas or want to, you know, even find what to write about or where to even find it. Um, we can help there. So 
Cool. Yeah. And I would uh, just to add real quickly, those reviews are critical. You got to have those reviews, folks. I know Kevin talks about it all the time, but we can't emphasize it enough. Um, reviews are like your online insurance policy. Okay. If you don't have one, you are putting yourself at tremendous risk, even if you're doing inspections. So make sure you have a strategy in place for that um, because each positive review you get is going to put you in a stronger and stronger position with Google. Big SEO signal for sure. Um, all right. So got the solo guy, get going, get momentum. Now let's talk about the guy that maybe has a little bit of that momentum. So a lot, a lot of people watching, listening might be at that five, 10, 30 inspections a month. You have the budget. You're just not sure where to go to grow. So let's talk about a good, a good way to think about these things for that, that phase of business. Yeah. So for those folks that are um, pretty well established here, looking to really expand their operation and, and expand their growth locally. You probably have relationships with a handful of local agents. You've got a good referral network from people who know you. I think that um, you should also be working on your search engine optimization strategy. Perhaps you got to where you are without really paying attention to it um, or trying to do a little bit of a little bit of it on your own. But the next step in your progression is create more evergreen lead opportunities and pay really strong attention to SEO. You have the budget at this point, um, and depending on your market, there's going to be a lot of towns and cities for a lot of you to focus on. So uh, I think it's really, really important that you make SEO a key piece of your strategy as you develop those agent relationships over time. And it's one to two inspections worth a month. So think about that. If you're doing 10, that's a very small fraction. That's 10 to 20%. If you're doing 30, that's even smaller percent of your monthly budget and inspections. So I think the mental model needs to be, hey, I need to set aside budget for the digital world, which is kind of consuming everything now. So I think it's foolish for people that don't set aside something to account for this thing that everyone's using over here. We talk about it, we live it, we use it every day, but yet some inspectors refuse to invest in it. So inspectors at this phase, you typically don't rank first, second, or third in Google if you're in a somewhat competitive city. Um, but you're in a position to maybe make put a dent and maybe gain some ground. And so yeah. It, again, does this go back to the content, the geofencing, the linking that comes with an SEO program and that's how they can gain ground, right? Yeah. I, I think my advice to a lot of folks is just go to Google and search for your services in the local towns and cities you serve. I, it's such a simple task and we run free ranking reports so we can show you this if you ever want to email some cities to us. Being aware of your placement is so important because even if you're having a good month, or a good year, um, there are people nipping at your heels all the time. And if you're ranking well in your local town or city, I bet there's a lot of other markets that you wanna show up better in. Maybe the area is growing, maybe there are other towns and cities nearby that are growing. You need to solidify your placement, like Kevin said, with strong content strategy. Um, and at this point, hopefully you're so busy that you don't have the time to do this yourself. You need to bring in an agency that understands your industry um, and share with them your story. How did you get here? Where do you want to be in six months or a year from now? Inbound linking, content, these are all critical pieces that need to be done on a consistent basis to help you take the next step in your evolution. And this is, I want to be clear, this is, this is my philosophy in this industry and it's very clear from my vantage point because I see the numbers and I see the churn, you have to be growing or you're dying. Like, and I think that's, 
that urgency isn't quite there. And I think that's exactly what's at stake when we talk about hitting on all cylinders, agent relationships, the in-person stuff and digital. And I think the people that ignore it are, I see them getting leapfrogged. I see businesses that are crushing it and they're paying attention to all these areas. And so that's what's at stake. I think most people don't know, don't think there's a consequence to not paying attention to this. And to me, it's all about your mindset of how you view this industry. And I think it's easy to cruise when times are good. I think if you really want to grow and you have to be hungry in this industry to continue to get market share, because there are so many talented, good young home inspectors getting in the business that are killing it on the digital front. Yep. And I want everyone to realize you can, you can too. <laughs> it's doable. Yeah. You just get the right people in your corner, you know? I think one thing I hear a lot, which might surprise folks, and I think some um, are less likely to share this out of how it might sound, but a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to grow too quickly if I try <laughs> to do this. I mean, I know you hear this too, right? I'm, I, I don't know how much more I can take on. I'm so busy right now. I can't think about marketing because I'm so busy. That is exactly the time that you should be thinking about your marketing and your strategy when you're busy. You probably have some budget to work with. You've got a growth strategy down the road. And folks, I, I, you know, I say this to a lot of people I talk to, high class problems to have. Let's cross that bridge when you get there. But if you're busy right now, you need to be preparing for three, six, 12 months down the road to make sure that you are continuing to capture opportunities. Because like Kevin said, um, there are a lot of young, savvy business operators who are tech stepping into the digital space now. Um, and if you're not taking action, then you're falling behind. It's an absolute land grab, relationship grab. And I think it's, there's got to be urgency behind it because I'm seeing it happen in real time. And so um, yeah, to me, it's like, if you're not advancing in this area, you're falling behind. And I, and I hate even saying that cause it's, you know, I like the whole selling fear thing. It's not selling fear. It's just telling you what's literally happening in front of our eyes and how people are adapting to this kind of digital COVID world. And gosh, I want to help everybody, but it's just like, you got to want to help yourself and realize that you'll sales and growth heals all you'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I want to tell people. Yeah. I think that um, one thing that, that we see kind of often with this is, um, like I said, a, a tendency to just be focused on the here and now. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, programs like SEO, programs like geofencing are meant to help you expand your opportunities. Um, but folks, 92% of all searches occur on Google. 92%. A couple of years ago, um, you know, it was in the 70s and 80s. It's expanding rapidly. Uh, that is a, a huge number, especially on smartphones and mobile devices, especially as you have a younger generation of new home buyers pulling up their smartphone, doing research. So uh, you, you have to make sure it's a part of your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly strategy because um, you got a lot of competitors out there who are doing exactly that. I think I saw NAR stat too that said something like 50% of buyers will still go and Google when their agent gives them a recommendation for an inspector. So then guess what they're seeing? They're seeing if you have reviews, they're seeing your placement, they're seeing your website. Um, so for the mid-career mid, mid inspector, so we're talking get into an SEO program, focus on it, have a goal maybe for Google reviews, you know, have a number you want to get to because that number will spur some action to kind of set up your, uh, your post inspection emails use a service that helps gather reviews, something to get to that 50 to a hundred number. Like I, I really see a tipping point, right? When you get to 50 plus Google reviews. 
Um, what else? What else should they be thinking about? Maybe links. I think there's opportunities with those relationships to get links at that point, right? Yeah, I think there really is. Um, and the other thing is, you know, you owe it to yourself at that point to be focused as you develop relationships along the way, looking for ways to generate quality inbound links. Many of you belong to your local chamber of commerce, as Kevin mentioned earlier. That's a simple one. Driving links from the affiliations or accreditations or certifications that you've gotten are, are critical, easy things to do. I know it's easy for me to say it and you say, well, what do I have to do to actually pull this off? It's not that complicated. Um, but those are the types of things that really get you leverage with the search engines and then with potential customers. I also would say, you know, for a lot of folks at this level, you know, geofencing is a smart tactic. The key thing is for many of you, you wanna be really tactical about how you do it. And what I mean by that is um, compiling a list of the folks that you maybe been knocking on the door of or were in the past, want to knock down that door. Um, if you know that you're better than the inspector who's been doing work for um, another local agent, um, geofence them. Do things to try to expand your agent referral network, but be really targeted about who you choose to send that to. Love it. I love it. Um, and, I, and we have templates for ways to ask for links. I think I've sent, you know, inspectors a few where there's an art to it. And I think it, having content helps if you just say, Hey agent, I have a list of eight things sellers need to be thinking about before they list their home. Would you mind linking to it from your site? So that, that kind of helps be the, uh, the driving force behind getting links. Okay. Um, so now let's talk about the multi-inspector companies. So typically, you know, three to five to 10 to 20 inspectors, big footprint, great relationships. They don't always rank first, second, or third, shockingly enough. I've seen some big multis that are on page two and I'm thinking, what are, you're just leaving so much money on the table. So how should they be approaching and thinking about SEO? Um, they obviously have the resources, maybe not the focus and mindset on it. Yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, you put it perfectly. The resources are there. Um, a lot of times we see those multi-inspector operations really pulling in a lot from Google ads because they've got some budget to work with. And that's great folks, but there's nothing these operations should love more than free leads. And yes, you need to invest with a company like us to, to get um, better rankings on Google, the labor involved in that. But um, Google ads is only gonna continue to get more expensive. And the thing I try to remind people is when you're running big ad programs, you're competing with the home advisors and the Angie's list and these lead services that um, have bigger budgets than you. That's the bottom line, yep, right? Yep. They spend millions of dollars a year on it. So search engine optimization um, should be just as important, if not more so to the multi-inspector operations, because uh, it's something that you can really put in place and, and let it go for some time in order to start to gain as much market share in every town or city that you serve locally, uh, because it's a place where if you're not defending it, your smaller com competitors are gonna leapfrog you. That's the biggest risk you have. If smaller competitors get better placement organically than you, they're spending less than you are on Google ads to get that placement then they're able to grow their operations more efficiently because they're getting more free leads. And think about the impact of picking off a couple home buyers a week that adds up 52 weeks a year. You're talking, you're talking hundreds of inspections, maybe that the solo guy, or maybe the two, three 
you know, man company is taking from you just because they know the game plan and they know these strategies. Um, yeah. So I, to, to multis, I say the game plan is to, you have the volume to get more Google reviews. You have the budget to blow it out with great content with working with like a market hardware. So is it more of just the decision to do it at that point? Because they have the footprint, they have the relationships, they have all the tools. It, is it just more of a decision at that point? Yeah. The biggest thing I've seen is um, most folks, almost all of them that have reached that point have worked with somebody in the past and gotten burned. Right. right. So, um, and we see this across any number of industries we work in. I mean, lots of businesses, especially been around for 10 plus years, um, have cycled through a couple of SEO providers before. Maybe you had a, your nephew do it or a family friend. Maybe you hired an overseas agency or somebody local who really didn't understand your industry. And so you probably throw your hands up and say, it didn't work for me before. Why would I believe it's going to work for me now? Um, I really think it's about fit. Uh, and like so many things that you do with your business, you need to find the right fit and a company that sets good expectations. That's what we focus on at Market Hardware, but um, there has to be a partnership that exists here. With any agency you work with, you don't wanna think of them as a vendor, you wanna think of them as a partner, an agile relationship that allows you to share feedback about what's working and what isn't. Here are the areas that we need to improve our rankings in. I wanna add another inspector on this side of the city. What can you do to help me? Communication is the key, three pieces of SEO are knowing what to do, actually doing it, and then reporting on it. Lots of companies can do one or two of those things, but uh, you need a professional firm like us who can do all three. And when those things come together, that's when you're gonna see exponential growth for your business. You bring up, you brought up such a great point. And this applies to solo all the way up to multi, or probably not brand new, but like mid-career experience inspectors up to multis. Like you said, they had someone maybe do SEO for them five, 10 years ago. It's, it's so important for everyone to know what worked even five years ago doesn't work today. And there may be a reason why you're on page two now. Maybe you're on page one back when you could just put a bunch of keywords in your footer or just put home inspector, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio in your footer. That, those things need to be unwound. And I think you can't ignore it. That something There's modern techniques that now work burying your head and just saying, Oh, it didn't work is not the right approach because there's Google's algorithm has evolved. So I think the more, the longer you ignore it, the more you just put yourself at risk and the harder it is to dig out of that hole. So I love that you brought that up because I do look at a lot of multi-inspector sites and I'm like, okay, they've had some stuff done. Those techniques don't work anymore. You have to evolve. Yeah. I, I um, th this, like so many things with the web, what was easy 10 years ago isn't today. The mm -hmm. good thing about SEO is that the, um, what they call white hat best practices that, that were true five years ago, which again is the stuff we've talked about. Good content is the core piece of SEO. Having good content is where it starts. Good code underlying your site, strong title tag structure, all of those things. That's been true for some time, but the short gimmicky stuff, you know, uh, what are called link farms, or like Kevin said, keyword stuffing every city or town you serve. Folks, Google is smarter than that, okay? There's a reason they do hundreds of billions of dollars a year and they're a trillion dollar company, but um, you don't need to try to outsmart Google. You're not gonna be able to do it, just to be very polite with you. You need to have a strategy and a partner who works with you to set good expectations and then implements that work. And when it's done properly, 
you see major, major rank increases. That's what we always focus on. There's a lot of work that goes into this stuff, but at the end of the day, you have to have a way you define success. And that's taking you from page two, page 10, not ranking at all onto page one of Google. Let's break down, you know, cause we've talked about content marketing. It's no secret. Everyone understands it's important. Let's drill a layer deeper for those that want to understand it better because uh, just checking the box isn't enough nowadays to just have an article that says, how much does a home inspection cost? Think, I want everyone to think about, and maybe you can help shed light on this, of like aspects of quality content and then how Google's paying more attention to user metrics in terms of like, hey, did they actually read the whole article or did they just hit the back button and go to the next article? So it actually has to be, you gotta please Google, but pleasing Google means pleasing humans. So it's a, it's a fascinating game. And I think maybe this is too in the weeds, but I think inspectors need to know the thought and the work that goes into writing good content because that's what they're paying for in a, in a sense. Yeah, so um, I think one really important thing to just remember is start by never copying any content that's oh, out there. Oh, good call, good call. Right, so that's an important piece because there's lots of good content. Um, when it comes to your site in particular, you don't need to reinvent the wheel here, folks. You can take good content and help repurpose that. But this is a classic example. Uh, so many of our clients just feel like they have to rack their brain. They sit down in front of a blank screen and they're like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Right. But yeah, you want yeah. you want to, you know, this stuff, you can write about it. What, what makes good content structure is um, this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but um, telling Google what it is you do and where you do it. And that doesn't mean listing, every town or city you serve in every sentence, but just saying we've been providing home inspection and radon inspection services for the greater Bethesda, Maryland area, including towns and cities nearby like blank, blank and blank for over 50 years. So that's a simple sentence that I put together, but we're not jamming keywords into it. We have natural flow to how it's written. I also want to point out, you don't have to write a thousand words. You don't have time for that. So when it comes to a strong content strategy, um, don't reinvent the wheel, repurpose content and structuring it in a way that's natural to read. Because one thing Google's paying attention to, as Kevin was alluding to is, is user interaction. Um, basically the, the way that content is structured on a page, they're going to start paying more attention to um, how users interact with that. And, and the better the user experience, the more likely Google is to rank you higher. Yes, exactly. And I want, I want to challenge everyone, every inspector to be in the moment when you're talking to your clients and agents, ask them questions and that's content. So I think I'm a big fan of taking real world content, putting it online because guarantee you get three questions every inspection. You should be answering those online because if they're asking you face to face, there's a good chance there's a thousand people Googling it in your state or area. So Soak that up, try to remember it, jot it down. And whether you work with market hardware, or do it yourself, make sure those questions get answered in a blog post. Yeah. And having great content on your site, folks can also save you time, right? This is an important thing to remember. Ah. Those common FAQs that you answer all the time. Um, many of you probably do have it on your site, but I bet a lot of you are saying, I'm so tired of answering this question over and over and over. Why can't they just get it? Well, um, you know, people are lazy, unfortunately. So say, hey, we've got information about that on our website. Use your FAQs to reduce your overhead and make your life easier. 
Oh, that I'm so glad you brought that up because I totally forgot that. Time is money and you have agents and clients that call you before and after the inspection, typically asking you questions. And yep. those can all be handled in follow-up text messages and emails with links to your website. That's SEO gold right there. And you save yourself time. So to me, there's a double, basically a double net gain there on the time and rankings and SEO with the click-through rates. Um. Yeah. Talk to me a little about kind of what you're seeing on the ground level results wise tracking. So like say, you know, inspectors, you know, we, we know we have mutual clients that have been working with you for a while. What are, what's some of the feedback? What's some of the, um, the fun side of coming out on the other end and saying, Holy crap, we're, we're starting to move up in these rankings and get some clicks here. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I think I'd point out on Google trends, which is a tool you can use to look up Ooh. how commonly things are searched for. Yeah. The search for home inspection or home inspector near me have reached a five-year high. They've never been higher. So what that's meant is the, the clients we're working with where we're getting the wins, we're seeing more conversions. We're seeing better clients. That's a big piece here, right? Because if you're, you're using lead services, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's where you are in your business life cycle, but I'm sure you know you're, you're going to do a lot of haggling. Um, the, the better you're ranking for these top services, these top search phrases, the better the leads you tend to get. So um, happy homeowners mean happy inspectors mean happy relationship with, with us and with you. Um, and that's really what we're hearing on the ground. We're, we're seeing really good ranking improvements and that's why the Spectora websites are so, so good with Google and have such strong credibility. You got the right foundation in place to be successful with lots of clients. Optimizing for the near me was always a challenge for me when I, years ago when I was doing SEO because when you're writing on a website, you know, writing the phrase near me feels, you know, it's near you typically is how you're wording it to a customer. Um, yeah, any insight on that? Is it, is it just getting the word near in there helpful or zip codes? I think it's a confusing one for a lot of people. Yeah, we really try to tend to focus on cities and towns themselves. So mm -hmm. let's say that I'm physically located in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and if I type in home inspector near me, uh, what I would see are businesses that have optimized for Bethesda. But if I'm trying to focus on two or three towns over, uh, even somebody who, who optimizes for um, that town or city can get onto page one. So Kensington is a couple towns away. Um, if they type in home inspector Kensington, you're going to get the same results as somebody in that area that types in home inspector near me. So the key is tell Google where you want to work. That's the, that, I mean, it sounds simple folks. Yeah. But Google, Google only knows what you tell Google. If you're putting, um, don't, don't assume that just because you're located next to another town or city, uh, you're going to rank well there. I can't tell you how many times we've looked at websites where people say, I can't believe I'm not coming up. Well, it turns out they've never even listed that city once. Not in once. Website, not right? telling Google at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you got to tell Google the narrative about what's important to you. Perhaps you do specific types of inspections, commercial or uh, wells or wherever you may be, but don't take it for granted. Don't assume that just because you've been the best at what you've done for a long time, um, that Google just picks up on that. You have to tell Google. And when you do that, your ability to rank well in those towns or cities, when people search for near me can be incredibly impactful. Oh, you worded that so well. You got to have pages for these ancillary services. 
everything that's said verbally, we, it's, it's, a, it's the heavy lift to move that all online. Right. And that's, it's been, it's like 20 years in the making and a lot of companies, I talk to the inspector, I'm like, man, you're, you're kick-ass, you're growing, you're doing all these great things. And I look at his website and like, I, they don't match up. It's right. telling me the opposite story about your business. It tells me you're old, you're about to retire, you don't care anymore. That's what we want everyone to focus on is like, is your site telling the same story as what's happening in real life? Yeah. And I think, um, folks, if, if you haven't taken a look, regardless of whether you work with market hardware or not, I, I just highly recommend take a look at your site. When was the last time you actually sat down and reviewed the content? Does it reflect the services you still provide? Is it up to date on your background? Do you have new certifications, affiliations? All of this stuff goes into a well-rounded strategy. We've got a tip sheet that we're happy to give to anybody with free tips on things that you need to do to make sure that you've got the right web presence. Because um, regardless of who you work with online or whether you're gonna do it yourself or not, I think you know the biggest takeaway Kevin and I would have is just you have to pay attention to this stuff because business owners who don't are gonna fall by the wayside. Especially coming to the holidays, you'll have a window to be able to do it. And think about it this way. You mentioned earlier, I hear this all the time too. I'm too busy. I've been too busy. So when you're busy, think about it this way. If you're busy, you might be funneling people to your website because say you, you can't take the call or say they just get to your website. Maybe they don't have a great experience. So now because you're busy, people are going to your website and having a worse experience than if they were to speak to you. And now you're losing business all because you're too busy to take care of the thing. Your backstop. I think your website is your backstop. Um, I had one inspector. It's awesome. When someone calls or texts them, I think he auto sends them a message back that gives them the URL to book on his website. And he said he saved a couple oh, jobs perfect. because of that. It's a great strategy. Um, well, cool. What else? Uh, yeah. What else is, what else is interesting to you? What else, what else do you hear? What else do you think inspectors don't know about that we can kick some knowledge and kind of give them some good things to go away with here in the last couple of minutes? Yeah, I think, um, the key takeaway I would have is, you know, while, while the market is doing really well right now, and we have no reason to believe that's going to change dramatically, um, your messaging needs to be a big part of your strategy as you head into next year. Um, don't, you know, don't, uh, rest on your laurels. Don't rest on having a good year. Set up a strategy for your 2021 planning at this point so that you make sure you have a plan to continue to grow. Um, as you head into winter, I, I know that you know things are naturally cooling off uh, in many markets, not everywhere, uh, but that's exactly the time that you should be focused on where you wanna be next spring and next summer. And that's a key piece of, of what SEO can do. I also think it's important to continue to grow your list of referral opportunities. Uh, whether you do this, you know, geofencing or programs like that, and we've had an unbelievable amount of interest in it and really successful campaigns, uh, at the very least, you should have a spreadsheet or a Word doc or something, folks, that allows you to keep track of the people that you want to get connected with uh, as you go forward. Uh, and just continue to pay attention to your reviews, your online strategy, so much of that is based on reviews. Like Kevin said, you know, half, I, I suspect maybe even more than half of people who hear about you, the first thing they do is they, they Google you. And the first thing that comes up typically are your Google reviews and your Google My Business page. Generating reviews um, should be very inexpensive. It's, it's time. This is the kind of stuff that we talk to folks about all the time. You have to make the time, it can't be an afterthought because so many people come to us and, and they say, I haven't paid attention to this. I know it was important, but can, can you save me? Can you help me? 
um, really what you're doing is you're limiting your options when you make that decision later than you should. And when you put yourself in that position, uh, it makes it harder to have the right growth strategy. So, uh, you know, that was a long answer to a short question, but I think that um, you need to be setting yourself up now in the next two months for your 2021 planning and, and don't put it off any longer. Yeah. I, I love it. And I challenge everyone book time in your calendar, literally block it off. I don't care. Like I, I say it this way. If you block off a more and, and do morning hours, cause that's when you're going to be most creative and not exhausted from doing two inspections. But if you block out an hour or two, I promise you, if someone goes onto your scheduler, they'll find an inspection in the next day or two. You're not losing money by doing this. You're prioritizing your future. You're prioritizing your digital presence. So block off the time. And then right into either of us, if you just blank, when you sit down, you're like, how do I do this? I think you got to block off the time, find people that can guide you and then actually take action. And I think inspectors can be fear-based and say, I just want to keep all the acorns I've gathered and, and not, you know, take any risk here. This is an area where I, I think you can't afford to not take action and just have some, have some faith and listen to the things you're hearing and try to understand it at a basic level. If you're going to be hiring someone to do it, um, but I, I, I challenge everyone this, make it a priority because things will heat up quicker than usual every spring, the end of winter. And then again, you're too busy to do it and falls by the wayside. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's a great strategy. And, and the thing I would just add is um, what makes us such great partners for one another is we're, we're invested in your success, whether we work with you or not. There are lots of conversations we have. And, and if all that happens, folks, is you come away from that discussion knowing more about how these things work than you knew when you went into it, that's a victory. Um, everybody has to make the right decisions for their business. But the, the real enemy here is indecision. Uh, if you are um, holding yourself back by being afraid or um, you, you know, you don't want to look foolish for asking questions. Believe me, I've, I've heard it all. I've been doing this 11 years now. Um, there are no bad questions, but, but the, real, the real enemy is not asking those questions and not taking steps to improve your online strategy, your review strategy, everything that you can do to grow your business online. Love it. Where's the best place for people to find you guys? Um, the website I can I'll put it in the description. Any social yeah. media outlet? Any anything? You guys have a newsletter or social media presence that people can. Yeah, follow? no, I appreciate you asking. We we send out um, monthly newsletters to our our clients, and I'm happy to get those sent to anybody on this call. We talk about like important topics and kind of new stuff that's going on. Everybody can go ahead and email Doug at markethardware.com if you're interested in setting up a time to chat. Um, we're here to be a resource for you. I've got a team here that, that um, has been really experienced working with inspectors. We've talked to more home inspectors this year than ever before. So um, the nice thing is our, our insight into the industry has, has grown um, and we've been doing it for 15 plus years. And you can always visit markethardware.com for any additional information, schedule a consultation. We're, we're here to be a resource for you. Love it. Right on. Appreciate the time, Doug. This is great, man. I think people will learn a lot from this. And if nothing else, take some action and light a fire to, uh, to get on this. So really no. appreciate it. Appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me on. Right on. We'll see you, buddy. All right.